everyone, and welcome to the Cutaways Podcast. I'm Justine. <laughs> and I'm Ashley. <laughs> I'm already laughing. I'm sorry. Because it's a uh, movie about old people or because I'm just making hilarious faces? I mean, you're hilarious, and I know you love old people, so I can't <laughs> wait to get into this. But we have to talk about, like, we have to do our introduction first, but then I can't wait to get into this. <laughs> <laughs> this movie that was really long. But actually, wasn't this the shortest Bollywood movie we've ever seen? It wasn't the longest. It wasn't the longest, but was it the shortest? I feel like it was uh, the shortest. Uh, I think the other one was around the same. I think we've seen another two and a half, and then the other one was three. I don't remember. Who can remember? Welcome to our podcast where we watch romantic comedies in chronological order through the ages and discover things about the movies and ourselves. (laughs) That wasn't read from a document at all. (laughs) Half of it wasn't. (laughs) You know, like when you can tell... Because when you when you when you are an editor, you watch a lot of people like just reading things, and it's just like, guys, can you just like give it a little? <laughs> I know that there's cue cards right off of the camera. Yeah. <laughs> can you just not? <laughs> Could you not? <laughs> just wing it. Just do a take where you just wing it. Just yeah. try to remember the best you can. Just just do it live. Said. Just do it live. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ashley, what are we uh, talking about today? Something, uh, something non-traditional? Yeah, I think so. Um, it it was like three movies in one. Today we're watching 2002's Shawrat or Shawrat, Shawrat. You know, our friend Ravi told us how to say it. I know but that was like two weeks ago. I don't know. <laughs> that was like in the middle of anxiety-inducing networking events. <laughs> Shout out to Ravi. Tell us how to say the name again, because we're terrible. Mostly me. It's cool. It's a Bollywood film. Yeah. It's our third one. Third. Third yep. time's the charm. Yeah. Tell you. Yeah, that. baby. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked this movie. So spoiler, we already watched it because I, I don't know. I thought it'd be best to watch it in chunks. It was. It's long. It's very long. It was good. It was like really good because it like has really natural stopping points. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, it was easy to do it in chunks. It's like watching a mini series. Yeah, I totally watched the first hour last night and then the rest of it this morning. Yeah. Which I think you did as well. Kind of. I fell, a- kind of. I fell asleep much sooner in the movie than I thought I did <laughs> last <laughs> night. I was like, oh, I can start watching this movie at 9 o'clock at night after, you know, falling and then taking a bunch of drugs. This will be fun. Uh, Why do you always do that? I feel like that's your MO. (laughs) Okay. So there was a comforter on my floor because Mm -hmm. we took the air conditioner out of our bedroom because it needed to be cleaned and dried out because there was mold in it and I was getting headaches. Mm -hmm. So long story short, I fell on said blanket and twisted and hurt my back. Yeah. So I'm now learning that, you know, 29 is when you age apparently like you just you fall apart i mean i mean that makes sense because (laughs) as as a woman i'm supposed to (laughs) die in like six months so you know oh man it's like we celebrate i can't wait for our birth we're getting drunk again i i vote i vote alcohol because we're ghosts because i'm becoming a ghost now too because it's your what is it the ghost day what's the harry potter death day death death day day it's my Hollywood death day. <laughs> yeah, girl. <laughs> Back to this movie. 
So the description for the movie that we cannot pronounce is <laughs> a miscreant who commits a misdemeanor is sentenced to do community service in an old folks home. See, that's where I read it. I was like, okay, Ashley's going to like it. I thought it was going to be way worse than it was. It turned out to be like way better because it's, I think if it was American, it would have been bad. Yes. No, 100%. Yes. Based on just like the plot premise alone. Yes. Yes. It was so good because it was Bollywood. (laughs) It was so well done and all the old people were great. And everybody cried and hugged all the time. It was, it was Ashley's dream. <laughs> My favorite part of the entire movie is like, it's the, so he's been there for a little while and he's learned about the old people a little bit and then they throw a party for his mm-hmm. birthday and it's just like old people singing and dancing and trying to get this, uh, the, what was the line? It was like mad boy smile, I think. Yep. And I was just like, this is the greatest thing in the world. Can I have this all the time? <laughs> like... <laughs> I know, yeah, it's it's full of so many of those kinds of moments. Yeah. No, I really legitimately want a t-shirt that says Mad Boy Smile on it with a birthday cake. <laughs> with a bir- yeah, just That's all I want, or just confetti, something. Yeah. Like, when it happened, I was just like, okay, I am here for this movie now. All the rest of I the- I was poli- here for this movie two minutes in. Well, the political stuff was just, like, confusing for me for a little while, because I'm like, what is happening? Like- who is this cop? Who is this judge? Why does he have such an, a, a vested interest in this boy? What is happening? And I kind of was annoyed with with uh, Raoul's character. So I once it got to the old folks home and like it's like mm-hmm. oh it's a movie about like generational bonding and learning that old people are not scary and old and creepy and like their their stories have value and all that stuff. And so I'm like okay this is this is something that I connect with. No, yeah, I knew you'd love it as soon as, like, yeah, that whole thing of, like, we can't forget our old people and lock them away because they're old and useless and we hate them. I'm like, <laughs> tears, literal tears. But you have to finish reading the, in- the oh, intro yeah. of the movie. <laughs> this movie starred Abba Hashek Bakan, Bakan, Bakakan. There's two CHs. I'm not helping. Yeah, I noticed. Here is Shata Bahat Amrish Puri. That guy, you just watched um Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom. Yes. Yeah. The main old guy is the Kali Ma guy. Yes. <laughs> he totally is. Oh my god. He is. I knew he looked familiar. I was like, where is this guy? Yeah, he's a prominent Indian actor. Yeah. Like, he has over 301 credits as an actor. That is insane. He is an actor. He is not an actor. He is an actor. And he brought it. Oh, yeah. No, totally. Felt everything. His -hmm. his anger, his man rage at culture. There's lots of things. (gasps) Oh, so many things. Oh, I need to still finish. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) This was directed by Grudev Bahala. It was edited by Shanjay Sankala, um, who also edited Kuch Kuch Hota Hai. The associate editor was Sanjay Sharma. The movie was in Hindi. It was two hours and 35 minutes long. And it has a 4.7 out of 10 IMDb rating. Why so low? 
I don't know. That's a travesty. Well, I don't. There's not much on it. I think it might be just well, like a a not really well known film. I think this is so much better than the other two that we watched. Mm-hmm. Like there was, I felt like there was actually like a very easily follow through on the story. I didn't feel like things needed to be cut out. Um, like I, it, things could have been cut down, but I didn't feel like anything, yeah. any plot point needed to go or needed. Right. No, it was just more like real time. Yeah. Like, but it was all interesting. Yeah. And the camera, the camera work was fantastic. I loved the, the anamorphic lens that they used that added that like really nice softness to the foreground. Mm. Um, I know that some people are like, oh, that's a mistake. That's a focus error. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. Like it gave it this really nice, like homey kind of earthy feel goodness to the, the, the imagery. And that mm. uh, specifically at the, the, the nursing home. Ever, the pacing was really nice. It had really nice natural ebbs and flows like we talked about earlier, which makes it really easy to watch in parts. I would want to see, if I wanted to see this, I would want to see it on a big screen, to be honest. If I was going to sit through the whole thing, I would want to watch it with a projector on film with a yeah. nice surround sound to it. Because it, it had a really nice mix, too. Really? I thought the audio was... There were parts where there were problems, but like yeah. with the music and stuff, it didn't have this huge tonal shift. Like It went into the music really nice. I love the musical numbers. I think my favorite part of the dancing, which I'm like, it just like blows my mind how they'll do like, a, like 40 setups for like one short scene just to get like him turning to the camera. Mm-hmm. I'm like for just one shot they'll do this elaborate setup and it just like really like blew my mind like what they were putting into it well and like the industrialness of the the beginning with uh the mm-hmm. fir- with the that big dance number and then like them being on the ropes and stuff that was yeah super that's when cool. I was just like <laughs> yeah <laughs> mind blown I'm like Ashley you have to watch this and ex- it's an experience it's <laughs> like a Disney ride <laughs> I'm living this yeah, Disney Bollywood exists for the record, in case you didn't know, because you acted like you didn't know. Ouch. A little bit during Aladdin. Throwing it out there. <laughs> Can we get into the plot since there is two and a half hours worth? Yes. I feel like there's, I, I have, like, in my mind already glossed over parts of mm-hmm. it, so I might get lost a little bit, so I'm sorry. If my memory is not as good as it normally is. It's okay. And I know you'll shout out your favorite things. It got intense, man. Yeah. Okay. First, after these epic credits, which I mean, after the movie, they don't seem as epic. But like starting out, the credits seemed pretty epic. The credits were like amazing for like the time period and like how good they like. It looks like a like a computer game is about to start. Yeah. So we've got some, like, dangerous street racing, some, like, real fast and furious shit. <laughs> There's a lot of racing with Raul's car and his friends against the other competing car and a lot of, or like, just cars in general. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so he, like, almost hits a police car right off the bat. And we learn that he's, like, a rich kid who can pay off cops. <laughs> yeah, and did he steal the money from the guy at the fruit stand? Like, that was, like, confusing it to me. It seems like that. He's like, the cop needs the money. And it's like, okay, but, like, he has a business. He has a family to feed. 
Why yeah. are you doing this, sir? Oh, my God. So, like, when he gets out of his car to do the first, like, dance number that was all, like, follow your heart. I feel like if you could imagine the rest of his gang as the members of S Club 7. <laughs> yeah. That's what it looked like. <laughs> Pretty much. And I loved it. I was here for it. <laughs> I was waiting for InSync to show up with his, like, flame car. I like how he was the tallest one. Yeah. So you could clearly always pick him out of a crowd. <laughs> when he was always wearing, like, all leather. Everybody else yeah. is wearing, like, t-shirts and jeans and, and like, western clothing. And then he is yeah. in full-on surpassing Danny Zuko in Greece. <laughs> leather pants leather boots leather everything i mean the song is about like we're always so happy and we give no fucks as we climb all this construction equipment and then like you said it like becomes stomp where they're yes. just doing <laughs> drums on like all the hanging like tire rims <laughs> and i'm like what it's a full-on production number yes and then, stomp. and then like a uh a tow truck comes and picks up his car and they have like this overhead shot of them like driving under it and still singing and dancing under the, the number. But you can clearly tell that that's a production truck driving them <laughs> under a camera. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I appreciate like the the knowingness. Like you're not trying to hide that production is there or whatever. Like there was some self-awareness to it in the beginning that was yeah. really nice. Okay, so our main character, Raul, he's in a hurry to get to America because apparently his dad promised him that when he turned 21, he can go to America, yo. Because he's going to tear up them streets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I want to see him bring that to America. Yeah, I do too. Like, <laughs> oh. ooh. You just see him in like Washington Square Park. Like, da -da -da -da. So he does he does the bad thing that incites the whole rest of the movie. Causes which is, like multi-car accidents. Yeah, by turning off the the street lights. What do they call them? The the yeah, the uh stoplights. He turns them off because he wanted the car in front of him to go except he cannot foresee that he would cause like a 15 car pile up in a <laughs> giant ass intersection. And then all the people start punching each other like a cartoon. And then the cop's right there. And he's just like, not this time, buddy. You come with me. So he's busted. You did too much. So like, yeah, like he's with the cop and whatever the commissioner. And they're like, you have no purpose in life. And then he like lies about his parents. Yeah, I didn't. This was, yeah, a little confusing. Yeah, I wish we like this would have been nicer to be kind of on up a little bit just been unless he was telling the truth and like that really wasn't his dad and he just calls him dad that was a little confusing i think he was lying i think it was no i think he was lying too yeah. i just i'm trying to like understand the logic of why that needed to be there because we already know that he's a terrible person yeah they just yeah wanted to make him more terrible by lying and saying that he has mommy issues and that his dad's dead I think he still has mommy issues. Yeah. I think he just has parental yeah. issues. Yeah, so his parents show up. Mm -hmm. And he also makes friends in jail. He's having a grand time. Because who wouldn't? But his parents are like, we're going to leave you here because you seriously need to reform. And so this is also where we meet our main character, Niha, our gal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I forgot her name. I I, only, I think they only said it once. She, okay, did you catch this when they're talking about what to do to teach the kid a lesson? And then she comes in talking about prison reform. And then she's just like, in America, Bill Clinton honored this judge. See, it's on Time Magazine yeah. that the judge sentenced this kid to all this community service and they changed. So you got to do the same thing and you'll be honored. Mm, that didn't age well to me. No. Considering how prison reform hap- happened under the Clintons. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. If you don't know uh, it, look it up. You'll learn something. And watch the movie 13th. Yeah, watch 13th. So he gets, uh, Raul gets convicted, as we said, to serve for a month in a nursing home. I think everyone should. Yeah. We used to do this with Girl Scouts and we would go and get like stories read to us by older people, like help little ladies get, you know, to like play games and stuff like checkers. You'd mm-hmm. help them through their day. It was nice. Well, this is the worst for Raul because he hates the elderly with a passion. <laughs> There's nobody he hates more. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people do hate the elderly. I don't Why? know. What did Why? they ever do? I don't know. They didn't die fast enough. That's what it seems oh. like. I I mean, oh. okay, I'm very pessimistic about America right now because of everything that's going on in the news and, like, the, the judge situation that we've got issues. I'm like, really, all insurance companies want is elderly people to die faster. That's what Republicans tend to want because they want to cut Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid, which primarily helps elderly people. So why do they hate old people? Like, old people are nice. They make you cookies. They tell you stories. That's all they want to do is make cookies and tell stories and, you know, exist. But the world today has a tendency to to really not care about people who, you know, are sick it's anybody who's not young well it's anybody that they have to like pay for you know like pay for them to live but that's everybody like that's the thing is everybody eventually is going to have to you know pay something to live or to be taken care of so like the logic it's it's just like you know when we talk about (laughs) i'm gonna equate this to the film industry you don't want to pay something up front. You're going to have to pay for it later on down the line. So when you don't want to pay for somebody to take care of said media and manage it, you're going to end up at the end of your shoot with a huge amount of footage that hasn't been media managed that now somebody has to take care of. That's going to take infinite, like it's going to prevent you from getting your dailies processed, you know, for at least a week, because if you shot for 20 days, it's going to take a long time to process 20 days worth of dailies instead of doing it as you go, as you shoot. It's exactly like that in the healthcare system. If you don't take care of something right away or you don't go and see if you need to take care of something right away, you're going to end up having to have like major surgery or you end up with stage four cancer and you end up not having a lot of time or you have to go through some very extensive experimental research or, or something that's super, like your insurance doesn't cover so like this type of thinking for from people who call themselves conservative is 
bullshit and hypocritical to me. And I'm sorry I'm getting political. I've promised myself that I'm going to do less of that. But, like, that's the, the thinking. And, and a lot of that comes with the elderly and getting older and people not wanting to take care of their parents because they can't, they can't financially or because they don't see it as their responsibility when, you know, we as a country should have the ability as the richest country in the world, quote unquote, we should be able to take care of people who, who get to the point that they can't take care of themselves. Ashley loves old people. I like. really do. <laughs> really do. So, right. So, uh, Neha is also going to go to the nursing home for a month because she's writing an article about how this kid is going to get better. Prison reform. Yay. Yeah. They go there and it's nice and it's fancy. And I'm going to skip the part where they're going to leave for a month and then have to stay. I don't even remember this part. I just remember them getting to the nursing home. Yeah. So, uh, Prajapati, our guy, which I'm going to say it in Italian, Prajapati. Prajapati. Raul is roomed with him, and, like, he's the guy who sets the ground rules. He's he's the old man in charge. He does not want Raul there at first. So, yeah, they're, they have this dramatic, angry song. <laughs> yes. This is a good song. And then it's 8 o'clock bedtime. And then this reminded me of Ashley when, when Raul couldn't sleep. Yes. <laughs> until 4.30 a.m. Yes. <laughs> this is me. I've when gotten Raul better. I've started using the stories. They have bedtime stories on the Calm app now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know of these. Yes. I have been read a lovely princess story every night by this very awesome british man and it's adorable i just drug myself to sleep every night oh i do that too but this just like ensures that i like go to sleep calmly and you know princesses yeah so um we have our mor- morning walk with raul and prashapati which of course raul is just very not he's not into doing anything well no he's a privileged asshole yeah um so he's jared kushner <laughs> he is <laughs> the old man tells him about growing up in Burma and the diamond mines and how he had to work and get his riches yeah that, yeah, that's important for later backstory is this when we learn that most of the people at the nursing home got like abused by their families yeah yeah this is sad because like Anurada um, gets dropped off by her son yeah and like yeah this is where, like, Raul's like, nobody came here on their own. And so I love that Prajapati is just, like, always there to, like, comfort the newbie. And it's just like, hey, this is your time now. Like, you don't have to worry about them. You get to live for yourself now. And it's great. It's the best time of your life to really distract that, like, their families don't want them anymore. Yeah. And it breaks their hearts. Yeah. <laughs> But I like that you just essentially described him as one of the golden girls. <laughs> now someone needs to do take this movie and cut the golden girls theme song to pieces of this movie as a as a main title sequence for this movie. Mm-hmm. Also, we start to get some love sparks between Prashapati and Anuradha. 
Oh, yeah. This was very subtle. Yeah. It was more from, like, him. Mm -hmm. And I wanted them to go further with this, but they didn't. No, because they never do, because they don't let old people have love. (laughs) And I was, yeah, that's, I was very excited for you (laughs) if the old people would get together. It's, like, pretty much I just wanted this perfect movie for Ashley, because it had so many of the things that you love so dearly. (laughs) If you haven't listened to our Moonstruck episode... (laughs) There's like a 20 minute rant about how movies need to have like old people love and old people sex. Yes. How it's important. It's important. It is. It's so important. Okay. So then, but also Raul teases Neha. So they're trying to establish a little like love connection with them too. And then there's like this wooing song in the mountains this- where it looks like a Britney Spears yes. music video. Yes. Each each song was very unique. Yeah. No, this one definitely looked like they filmed in like Ireland or something and there's just like beautiful greenery all around and it's sunset and like they're flirting and being cute. Mm-hmm. It was like Can You Feel the Love Tonight from The Lion King. Mm-hmm. Raul has to do tasks for them. You know, he's got to do their bidding, but whatever. So they're like, can you post these letters for us? Because you have to walk really far. Because we're in a secluded, very awesome nursing home that's very far away from everything and gorgeous. Our families have sent us off to die in the woods. (laughs) They sent them to pasture. (laughs) They did. (laughs) So this was the worst that Raul is throwing the letters away and it's all like their insurance bills and applications because he doesn't give like a fuck like he's he's like i'm not gonna walk all the way like there i'll just pretend i've done it he doesn't really understand consequences Mm -hmm. at all again he's jared kushner (laughs) and so he's doing crazy shit and then isn't it it's who is it that catches him it's seifu it is seifu okay yes he gets caught by seifu and so, like, he's punished by Prashapati to mow the lawn. But then Raul tries to start an uprising. Yeah. <laughs> to not do his chores. Because, you know, he's not a boy anymore. He, he is. He's Raul. He's his own man. No one t- <laughs> I thought you are That was like a combination of Pal Joey and Britney Spears. It was. It was totally that. <laughs> wow. I'm just mixing all the worlds. I blame it on the drugs. (laughs) So, uh, and I don't know which character this is that he gets to be upset and say like, hey, Prashapati, who put you in charge? I didn't say this and I'm leaving. Wasn't it Mr. Um, Was it Mr. Desai? I think it was Mr. Desai. I think it could be. Because then that makes like that does the full circle at the end when they like have that moment. Yeah, I think it was. That makes for it. That makes sense. Oh man, this moment was really powerful. Mm-hmm. Where Mr. Desai is like, "No, my family's gonna come and get me," and he sits out there for ten hours, and nobody comes, and all the rest of the the people refuse to eat because he's not eating. Because they're a community. Like, oh my god, they were such like this little family, and it was amazing that every time like something this happened, they would just all do a big group hug at the end. 
It was like every other scene, there was a big group hug. Yeah, I know. That's why, like, there were these natural, like, stopping points. Because <laughs> it was like, oh, this really big issue happened, and then, like, three scenes later, it would be resolved, or or something else would, would happen, so that it would bring them all back together. It was just, like, a movie about a band of misfits trying to teach a privileged kid about life. That's our hashtag accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. But, I mean, like, this kind of wrecks Raul slightly because when Prashapati goes out there and it's just like, they're not your family, we're your family sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And then the both of the men start crying. And I feel like Raul just ne had never seen that before. Well, and I think he's kind of feeling, I think he acts out for the attention so that because he just never feels like he's noticed or that he's wanted or, or something. I, I feel like there's something there about his family or his parents are just you know rich so they just give him money to placate him and so he's not really actually getting any type of affection or attention that really fills that emotional need so he's actually seeing people who care about each other like a lot mm -hmm. actually you know process emotions and that's you know connecting with you know what he's missing in his life so, like, at this moment, his friends, like, show up as a surprise for his birthday, and he just, like, shouts at them and, like, tells them to leave. And just, like, everybody at the place is mad at Raul for, you know, causing this, like, kerfuffle. I mean, it was all his fault. Yeah, it's a kerfuffle. <laughs> and so he has to apologize for the first time in his life. Poor little boy. <laughs> Should have been doing this a long time ago. But, you know, then after they want to throw him a bang and party, like Ashley, this is Ashley's this is favorite. This my favorite scene in the entire movie. But first, they learn that the nursing home is going to be shut yeah, down Where did this in a come week. from? Like, why? They still had an hour more to go. All of a sudden, we've got a fundraise to save the nursing home. It was like, it's like, okay, Raul was sentenced there for a month. He's been mm -hmm. there for like a week and then finds out, oh, yeah, uh, your sentence is only going to be like two weeks because, eh, well, we don't get fuck. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Saxena was evil the whole time. We learned that later. Which was he there in the beginning? I don't remember him. He was there in the beginning. Okay. I don't remember if he was pro or con Raul staying there but he was there briefly when Raul was first showing up okay because that was confusing like why would he agree to a sentence and then yeah this happen because you would think because he had planned it because they were gonna go away and in that month that they were away on vacation he was gonna demolish the oh, place so that they right, would have right. no place he was that's how evil he was he was gonna be like okay i'm gonna demolish this place and you're gonna be homeless and not even know it you're just gonna be on vacation and then come back and just have nowhere to live that was his original plan and then raul fucked it all up because he had to delay them going away okay now that makes more sense i, mi I must have missed that part of his plan or, or something it's a little like convoluted <laughs> yeah but they hide away that the place is going to be shut down so Raul could have a birthday party. Yes. And he is still ungrateful. <laughs> that bitch. 
even though they were all dressed in their fanciest fancy and they had this fancy song. He just looked angry the entire... He was an angry cat the entire time. But they were so fancy. They were so fancy and their dance numbers were on fleek. Party was off the train. And I I just... I loved when the old ladies just kind of came in and encircled him and were like, you know, let me be a mother to you and you'll fill this, you know, hole that my family left behind and... You know, something. This is what I'm on this earth for. Let me help you, and like all that. It was just so giving and so loving and so just. Mm, I just I wanted to live there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Nestle in those old ladies' bosom and be happy. Yeah. So while Raul's being a brat, Nihaz is like, "Okay, Raul, shut the fuck up." Because these people just found out that they're going to get kicked out in a week and all they're trying to do is make you happy. So, so eat it. Get over your <laughs> fucking self and pull that stick out of your stupid ass. Yeah. Sir. But then he's like, so you're telling me that all these people are going to be homeless in a week? No, she just made that shit up, bro. And she's like, yeah. And then he's like, yeah. <laughs> and he jumps for joy. And then doesn't he, like, automatically leave or something like that? It was a very hard cut to the parents talking to, like, the police guy again, being like, but he's only going to be serving 15 days. And we're like, well, if he gets a letter from the people saying that he's learned a lesson, he'll be pardoned. If not, I don't know, we'll put him in jail. And they're like, but he didn't do anything. He (laughs) did so many things. (laughs) I think the parents need a little reform, too. <laughs> I think that's, that's like, yeah. 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 That's a fair assessment. Okay. So then the rest of the movie, from here on out, is just, like, all tears. Like, nonstop crying. So they try and call their families and whoever could help them, but everybody is rejected. There's all these old people on the phone crying to their, like, sons and daughters. <laughs> Saying that they have no place to live. And they're just like, nope. Who are these heartless children? I don't know. And then Raul calls out Prajapati that he's broke. Because everybody wants to pitch in their own money. And Prajapati's like, no, that's a stupid idea. Because what if we get sick? You know, like, you need your money. Mm -hmm. And then Raul's like, you don't have any money. I knew it. And he's just like, yeah, here's my tragic backstory. I was near suicide, and I lied to survive. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> right. We're all dead now. And then everybody heard. And then group hug. Yeah, and then like, and everybody heard some, t- like played in the background. Yeah. <laughs> it was like that. It was a very intense scene. And this went on for a long time. This was like 30 minutes. <laughs> it felt like 30 minutes. Well, no, it was longer finding the will montage. Like That's when you texted true. me of like they're they're looking for the will, I'm like they're going to be looking for the will for a long time. <laughs> That's true. So okay, okay. It was like 15 minutes then. But then Raul gets his happy freedom song cuz he's out of there. Like he oh, doesn't yeah, have to yeah, stay yeah, there yeah. anymore. Yeah. So he dances down the road. He, like, hitchhikes home. <laughs> well, then he drives back. Like, uh, I didn't understand this at all. Okay, so he's hitchhiking Wait. to the thing. And then, like, he gets to the party at his parents' yeah. house. Yeah, that's his house. And then it's his welcome home party. 
old people now give him feelings. Yeah. <laughs> like he's just like, what is, you remind me of that old man I know who is homeless now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so and then he drives and back. And then he drives back in like a Porsche. Mm-hmm. And then. And he's just like, here's this check from my daddy. <laughs> my daddy's going to fix it with his money. And they're like, nope, you can't do that. Too late, bro. It's been sold. Money doesn't solve mm. everything. No. Sexana is evil. <laughs> I think the other guy was more evil. The other, the construction guy was creepy as fuck. Yeah, he was just like, I do not give a fuck. I will steamroll over he, every okay. old person who gets in my way. <laughs> he really did. So he <laughs> reminded me of the evil guy in Tarzan. Like his uh-huh. facial Clayton. features and just his general demeanor. Mm-hmm. He looked like that cartoon character, and it really freaked me out for a while because Tarzan is literally the most terrifying Disney animated movie outside of Dumbo. Because, like, one, the dude get, gets hung, but, like, of how intense the emotions are in that movie. That guy wanted to kill the gorillas, and that's how I felt about this man. He just mm-hmm. wanted to kill the old people. Yeah. And he did. build an, a hotel on their bones. For no reason, because then the old people, the old people were like, "Why would you have a pool here? It's cold half the time. Like, no one's gonna want to swim in it. Like, what is this mm-hmm. bullshit? It's like, yeah, no, they're they're telling the truth. Why are you? Why does it have to be here? Yeah, like in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Why does this hotel resort thing have to be here? Because they were acting like." avatar situation where they're getting the unobtainium which is still the most ridiculous name ever in the world but (laughs) (laughs) that's a different conversation Mm -hmm. but like that's what it was like it was like fern gully meets tarzan meets avatar meets pocahontas meets jared kushner (laughs) 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 you just Wrap it all up in one little bow, and that's this movie. <laughs> that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever said in my life. So we've got some elders in revolt. They've still got some spark in them. <laughs> that's awesome. Elder in re- revolt. <gasps> yeah. I want a t-shirt with that on it, too. There's so many t-shirts that come out of this movie. We've got some lady lawyer game. They've got to find the original will. I don't know how they figured this out. This part I missed, but somehow... They were reading the will as Sexana had it that, like, I get to do whatever the fuck I want. And the other guy's like, that's not the original will because I was there when the original owner signed the original will and I have a copy of it. And he's like, well, where is it? And he's like, I don't know. (laughs) Well, it was like he had, like, he was like, oh, yeah, I have this thing for safety. It was, here's another reference. It's like the marbles in Hook. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's just as precious. Right? (laughs) Seifu! Seifu just wants to learn how to fly and remember. Okay, guys. Oh my god. (laughs) He can't remember anything. He lost his marbles! (laughs) I'm gonna start crying again. (laughs) They've gotta find the original will in seven days. Because hot lawyer lady, who is Raul's mom, how is she Mm -hmm. his mother? I have questions. (laughs) 
<laughs> Raul did not inherit his no! looks from his mother. No, 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 no. He looked like he looked like a 35, 21-year-old. Yeah, no, he totally did. <laughs> like old babies, old man babies. That's what he looked like. <laughs> okay, so there's this, there's another flirty song in between Finding the Will. Oh, I forgot about this one. This one was oddly placed. Yeah. They're like, we're looking for this thing that, you know, is our main priority, but still. Also, we're in love. And boating. <laughs> Let's take a rowboat. Yeah. Reasons unknown. Rose's dad tries to out-buy the buyer. Yes. He's like, I'm going to double your shit. And this is like what you're saying about the unobtaining. Like, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It didn't the guy make does any not sense. want double the amount of money. Okay. <laughs> so what's the point? Why does it have to be there? And then, so Raul, this is like the last night, brings the gang of guys to his old prison buddy, who is an expert forger, forger. <laughs> which was never <laughs> explained ever beforehand. It was established in prison, but not really explained. No, it was not. He's like beat to dubs. I'm really awesome at forgery. You remember that. We're best friends. <laughs> so he goes through this whole process of forging the will. And as soon as he hands it over, the police show up. And they're just like, come on. He's like, nah. And I'm not going to arrest you for forgery. Seifu was You're like, gonna... but but for realsies, can we have it back, please? Yeah. No. Oh, my God. Everybody blames Seifu. This was the worst. For not remembering where the will was. Because and they're like, it's all your fault. It like <laughs> broke every established precedent ever in this movie about like all the old people like coming together and being supportive and lifting each other up. And then they were like, no, Seifu, we're tearing you the fuck down. Like, fuck you. You've made us loot go homeless and all your bullshit. Why can't you remember? Why was he? In, why were you entrusted with this bullshit fifteen years ago? Probably because he had his memory fifteen years ago, guys. He didn't realize that he was going to lose his memory. Come on, mm. such yeah. anger, such malice and hurtfulness. And then Raúl has feels like real feels. He has like these memories as he goes from room to room, but all the people yelling at him. <laughs> Pretty much, because <laughs> they're all the lessons he learned. Yes. And then he hears Anu and Prajapati talking and she's so upset. She's crying. And Raul's just so sad. And then there's a sad song. And then there's a montage of everybody crying and packing. <laughs> then Raul comes back to his room and they get into a fight with uh, Prajapati. And then they hear a noise. Mm-hmm. And everybody gets really concerned about Seifu. I was very concerned. Mm -hmm. Xander had gotten on my chest at this point. It's very traumatizing. And so he won't open the door. And they're yelling his name. And everybody comes and like is banging on the door. And finally they get it open. And he's prepping a noose. Yeah. It was a little anticlimactic. Right that. In that description. But there was lots of anxiety that was leading up to this moment. For reals, like, legit, like, Seifu could have been dead. Like, No, I thought we were going to have a, a real, um, uh, what's the prison movie? Shawshank. Shawshank, yeah. 
there were so many like references that were going through my mind about this movie and Shawshank was one of them. I was just like, oh my God, they've ganged up on Seifu so much. He's going to kill himself because he can't remember anything anymore and he can't live with himself anymore. Yeah. And I mean, like everybody is going to die anyway because their family won't take them. Yeah. Where are they going to get bussed off to as well? Like they were just like... We're getting on a bus and they're going to drop us off in the middle of nowhere in a ditch and we're just going to die. <laughs> there were a couple plot holes like that, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. So, like, after they they do confront Seifu about, like, it's fine. We're in this together. And then they all embrace him. Like, there's a lot more crying and hugging here, yes, too. Yes, yes. All of the crying and hugging. Um, And then there's court. And this goes by really fast. It's just like, Saxena wins. <laughs> Fuck you. You guys are you guys are out. And then so the judge is asked to be there at the demolition when it happens. And then it's demolition time. <laughs> Which when those cars drove in, that was that was sad. Mm-hmm. Like there was in there was lots of anger behind that too cuz they're all like just speeding in in re- with reckless abandon. It's it's kind of like doing a tie-in back to the beginning. Um, with Raul, like, just not giving a fuck about yeah. anything. No, yeah. The the awareness of the place. Like, even, like, showing cars coming. You never see cars coming in. And you're always, like, kind of waiting for cars the whole time. And they always point out how nobody shows up. Like, none of their sons and daughters show up to visit. So you're always kind of just, like, peering down the driveway and seeing nobody. Yeah. So here at the end, when you get, like, all these cars coming in, it is, like viscerally different and how they just like steamroll over everything and have no respect for this land that we had spent so much time on mm-hmm. and that people care so much about and the giant chess set yes oh my god it is it's fern gully it is 100 percent fern gully <laughs> mr desai doesn't want to move no he's like let them bulldoze over me i don't care it's going to save someone from finding a place to bury me later on. Just bury me here. I live here. And I'm like, <laughs> all these people are just so fucking real. That's yeah. what it was. Like, they just spouted, like, the realest shit of, like, we are old. We give no fucks. Just let Bye. us live somewhere until we die. Like, that's yeah. all we want. We just want yeah. flowers and a giant chess set and <laughs> a, a house and a home that we can find love and respect in. And then mm-hmm. die with dignity. That's really all that anybody at this home wanted was to die with dignity. Like yeah. they didn't want to live in squalor or terrible circumstances because they felt that it was just so disrespectful to what they did throughout their life to raise their children. And now like to just be discarded like nothing was just so, ugh. I'm mm-hmm. so angry. <laughs> I'm so angry. I'm laughing because I'm so fucking angry. <laughs> Because people do this. People just dump people, like, just dump their mothers and fathers and aunts and uncles and their old people just at nursing homes and never go and see them. Like, the woman in California who never had anybody visit her, so she ended up having, like, bed mites be the thing that killed her because she never moved and never had anybody, like, touch her or anything. So they just infested her body and then that's what killed her this was recent this wasn't like old-timey thing like this is a recent thing people just dump their family members and don't give a fuck 
I know it's very difficult because, you know, the elderly, it's hard to see family members that you grew up with and have these memories with, you know, deteriorate like that and then possibly not have their memory or not know who you are. And that's really hurtful. And I, and I 100% get the emotional thing behind it, but nursing homes are still a problem. It's not, we're still talking about this today. I mean, there's a reason why it's a joke in happy Gilmore. There's a reason why there's jokes about nursing homes in in lots of comedies or, or just in general in the sphere, because America doesn't. There are very few regulations in nursing homes, in, in healthcare in general. A lot of times these nursing homes just take their fucking Medicare check and don't actually take care of the people. Like, they'll sit in their waste for days mm-hmm. because, you know, they can't, they physically cannot take care of themselves in that way. And just nobody gives a shit to take care. So they'll just sit in their own shit for days. And until somebody who does care comes and takes care of him because there's no oversight. It's so hard to, to regulate this for some reason. I don't know why. Infuriating. Mm. My Pepe who got put in a home, well, a nursing home this year mm-hmm. by my parents. He didn't want to go, but it really was best for him. <laughs> and I hear that it is amazing. Like, I want to go live. It sounds like a college dorm. Like, there's several floors of, like, activities and cafeteria. And, like, he can be with people. Instead of being in his house alone, which he was. You know, just sitting, like, in his kitchen just with the internet and TV. And now he can interact with people. My parents were going to, you know, check up on him, bring him groceries and stuff and shovel. And, and, like... He's 86 now. He's got uh, stairs, you know, out the front of his house and they would get icy. It's New England winter. Yeah. You know, so it's just like he would fall. So now he's in a safe place. Wonderfully, hopefully, and hopefully enjoying his time. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying that every nursing home is bad and, and that every like nurse, like nurse practitioner, people that run nursing homes are bad. But there's enough evidence to say that hey there's a problem here Mm -hmm. that something needs to be done about it or at least talked about like it doesn't need to be shoved under the rug isn't it like hurtful to you like to feel like that could be you or that could be your grandmother or your your mom or somebody that dies like that dies knowing that they're they're not even wanted by their family like to bring it back Mm. to this movie like isn't that a horrible thing this is just because I read The Giver when I was so young and I was just like, because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that deals with elder euthanasia. Yeah. And going back to the movie, yes. this is when Raul goes to Mr. Desai's family, his son, and lectures them on this very thing of like, your father is gonna die yeah. right now yeah right now and it's your fault he's like he's gonna die think about that just think you thinking think it yeah <laughs> after all he did for you then list like all the things that he did and be grateful for this is we have raul learning his lesson mm-hmm. and so they race back and mr desai's son and daughter-in-law just like beg beg for forgiveness and like mr desai won't accept he's like Things aren't going to change. You know, I'm just going to die here, die there, whatever. And then, like, Prajapati 
consoles him and he's just like, you got to take this chance. And then he tells the story of Gandhi celebrating the leper place closing. He's like, let's just, if this place is going to close, let it close because there's no need for it. Yeah. When I thought that that was kind of a beautiful message because in a way that that kind of symbolizes death, you know, celebrating a life is a coping mechanism in dealing with death is you don't remember how they die. You remember how they lived. Mm-hmm. So to, to celebrate something that is no longer needed is to celebrate a father who, who is able to pass on and know that his children is are going to be okay yeah but then it's bulldoze time until seifu remembers yeah well so the judge like can't bear it because for some reason he's there and he still has the the forged he's been ordered to be there Yeah, yeah 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 and he still has the the forged uh will so he's like no you have to stop like this is his will like he was lying the whole time like this is bullshit and then Seifu was like, that can't be the real will because I know where it is. <laughs> what is the deal with that? <laughs> well, I think it's it's just the way that your brain makes connections like that. Like, you know how um, I talked about this a little bit at Edit Fest, how you the best way to remember something is to do the opposite of the thing that you're doing. Like not think about and it. And not think about it. So I think that there was just so much pressure on mm-hmm. Seifu to remember that he literally couldn't until everything was kind of settled and all said and done. Like mm-hmm. then it was just so natural because he was, he was in a, in a place of acceptance almost. Yeah. It's not panic anymore. So that's what he's like. Oh yeah. Brain. <laughs> it did a thing. I like that. <laughs> so the original will is discovered and the nursing home is saved and Big group hugs. The end. Yay! Nobody hooks up. <laughs> no. The romance plot was like completely buried. Yep. It, it wasn't really necessary. It was a family movie. It was a family a, movie. A, a make your own family movie. <laughs> it's like Deadpool. Yeah. Exactly like Deadpool. <laughs> so what do you think, Ashley? You like it a lot? I do. I really enjoyed it. I I liked being able to watch it in chunks. I like that it wasn't confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, I like that it it while while there were a lot of cultural things that are referenced throughout the movie, it was something that is literally in every culture. Every culture has to to learn what <laughs> what to do with their elderly, but like how age fits mm-hmm. in to to society as a whole and what lengths we're willing to go to you know accept that accept yeah. aging as a thing and i like that they were given like the shit end of the stick but they turned it around and turned it into like their own like little utopia mm-hmm. of like it was like the goonies like this is our time yeah <laughs> this is our world these are our rules and just bond as that new family yeah you could definitely tell that they were still hurt by what had happened, but it hurt less mm-hmm. because of the ability to create this community still. And I think that's a very human thing as well, is is we're we're really predisposed 
to kind of create family units when they're not necessarily present or, or create bonds. We're always searching for, for bonds with, with people, unless you're a sociopath or a psychopath, but you know, <laughs> that's a different story. Then you're just searching for body parts to hide. <laughs> well, seriously, I think we already did our hashtag accurate. You like nailed that one. <laughs> I don't even remember what I said now. But it was perfect. Okay. Go back. Rewind. You'll find it. Rewind. So let's just do our ratings. Okie dokie. I rate this movie four giant chess pieces. Damn it. You took my thing. I knew it. I 100% knew I took your thing and I went for it anyway. I'm the psychopath. <laughs> um, fine. I'm going to give this movie 4.25. Mm-hmm. Because of the old people. Mm-hmm. Um, and the message. <laughs> confetti. I'm going to give it 4.25 confetti bombs. Yeah. It's not a rom-com, but man, this is like now my favorite Bollywood movie because we haven't seen that many. No, this was really, really good. Like really well done all around. I mean, I think... Bollywood gets the shit into the stick sometimes in the States because, you know, we've got Hollywood and we're like, oh, you're trying to copy us a little bit. But yeah. And like just the look of it. I mean, like it's so very 90s. Like our girl had those 90s brows like, whoa. Yeah. But it wasn't distracting 90s. I didn't necessarily felt like anything hadn't aged well. Like, of course, the clothes and the style and everything could change. But the themes and everything really felt timeless in that this could have happened at any time or really any place. It was just a very human movie. Okay, now... Oh, I've got a mailbag. You've got mail. Today's mailbag is a review from Lindsay from the 33% Pulp Podcast. It's a five-star review on iTunes, and the title is, I love this pod. This pod is so much fun. Each episode gives a summary and analysis of a movie you probably definitely loved when you were younger, such as 10 Things I Hate About You, Practical Magic, and Reality Bites. The Cutaways is like rediscovering your childhood icons with a couple friends. Keep up the great work. Ah. Ah. <laughs> I love it. You should listen to the episodes of movies that you don't know, too, though. Just saying. Just saying. As nobody listens to this episode. <laughs> I know. I do you want to shout out? We do get international listeners. We do. On, on these ones. So, hi. I see you. <laughs> I'm creepy. Yeah, you are. I'm sorry. I'll take it back. You're scaring me in my earballs. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Ashley. <laughs> Are you excited? Are you excited because you have to torture me next time? I mean, I feel like this movie is one of, like, the milestones of starting this podcast. Like, when we started this, I knew we were going to do this movie and how we would suffer. <laughs> I guess. We're doing 2002's Crossroads. That's the Britney movie. We did the NSYNC movie. We got to do the Britney movie. I know. 
I wasn't expecting the NSYNC movie. I guess I am. Exp- I, uh, <laughs> my pain is everyone's entertainment. Hey, Zoe Saldana's in it. I know that's what my editor told me when I had lunch with her yesterday. Because mm. she asked and us she what was- we were going to do on our podcast next. And I couldn't remember uh, except for I remembered Crossroads. <laughs> okay, so... um. Hey, listener, did you like this podcast? If you did, we would really appreciate it if you become a patron. Actually, I think you you would really like becoming a patron because you get early episodes. You get possible additional podcasts or goodies and just our sparkling personalities all the time and precious little gifts that are patron only. Yeah. <gasps> precious little gifts. Special dog <laughs> pictures. That's what I contribute. Patreon.com slash cutaways podcasts our website is the cutaways.com and you can find us on twitter and facebook and instagram as at cutaways podcasts please leave us comments and rate us and subscribe to us on apple Podcasts, stitcher or your favorite a podcatcher do it we have uh i sent out mail to our patrons and you know Alyssa already got her package and posted it on the internet wow yeah that was fast super fast because didn't you do that like yesterday just a few days ago yeah i knew it was yeah it was wednesday okay thanks for listening thanks for downloading and participating with all our funness on the internets i just pretend you don't listen sorry (laughs) it's my brand now the podcaster that doesn't exist (laughs) who's there who's that am i talking by myself Yes, I am just your <gasps> alternate personality. Oh my god, it was me the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> Could you, oh my god, that would make an amazing, like, scripted podcast. Someone take it. I, I, I can't do it. Bye! Didn't they boss the investigation of a serial killer because of prejudice inside the fort? Catching images of what they believe are ghosts. The victims there vulnerable women and many indigenous. The world is a lot. It really is. That's why we started our podcast, Six Sad World. I am Jasmine, and this is my co-host Mari. And we host a bi-weekly podcast on all things macabre. We cover anything from serial killers to cults to alien conspiracies to ghost stories and so much more. We are childhood friends and we're both passionate about social justice. We'll discuss how these things intersect with racism, sexism, ableism, and queermisia. We both have unique perspectives coming from marginalized identities. Me as a black cis woman and Mari as a disabled trans person. We offer the kinds of conversations we felt were missing in true crime and horror. And we're hoping you'll join the conversation too. So check out Six Sad World. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and pretty much wherever you can find your podcasts.